Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're getting into our running back ranks for 2020. We've done a bunch of lists here in the offseason. And now it's, I mean, we're, we're only two and a half months away from hopefully from fantasy football drafts now for this year. So we're going to start doing some ranks here. We got our running backs today. We're going to go through, and we're not exactly sure what we're going to end up with. We'll see how it goes. See how many we end up with. We have quite a few ranked, so we can go deeper into the ranks. And we'll probably list at least, after before we're done, we might not talk about everybody in depth, but we'll probably list at least through like 30 or so, where it's really like, you know, people that are starters most likely. So we'll go through all that. Before we do that, make sure you guys go check us out on Instagram at Fantasy Football Profit or the website FantasyFootballProfit.com. And you can go follow us on Twitter as well at the FF Profit. So, Jeff, we're going to jump into this thing. We'll just start from the top. And I, we really don't need to waste any time or spend any time on the top three. We had the same exact top three. So this is how we're going to do it. We'll basically go in order of the players, our consensus ranks, then we'll talk about where we both have them. But one, two, and three, we have McCaffrey, Barkley, Zeke. Uh, we each had the same. I, I don't think there's any question with that. And I think, honestly, people might just put Saquon ahead of Christian McCaffrey if they want. Sure, if they want to do that, I'm fine with it. I don't really – either whatever you guys want to do is fine with me. <laughs> That's just how we have him. McCaffrey, Barkley, Zeke. I think those are pretty clear top three. Yeah, I don't think that there there is going to be much, uh, you know, much change from site to site or podcast to podcast or pretty much anyone that plays fantasy. I think these will be yep. probably their top three unless you're trying to make a splash. Yep. But, uh, you know, for the exact reasons, we've seen them all. They all have been incredibly good. Uh, Saquon, the only knock against him would be his team last year. But, I, you know, they helped rebuild that that offensive line a little bit and you know another year for Daniel Jones will only help so I think you get any three of these guys and you're locked and loaded it's great we don't have to yep. waste a whole lot of time on it so that's uh, tier one for sure tier two though I think it's a pretty pretty decent tier I think it's pretty much consistent with how this is how we have them in our order actually after consensus so it's Dalvin Cook Derek Henry, Alvin Kamara. I would say that's pretty much consensus tier two at this point. Not exactly that order, but that's tier two. And so, it, yeah, our consensus put Cook, Henry, Kamara. Jeff, you went Cook, Kamara, Henry. I went Henry, Cook, Kamara. So we were all a little different there. And I, so you have De Henry down at six. I have him at four. So, yeah, Henry's the biggest one to me. It's like I don't know what to do. I'm just, I decided I actually moved him up to four here ahead of Cook only because what he did last year towards the end of last year and all that, it was just, it's, it was so impressive that despite my hesitation with him, I feel like I have to put him up there. And I mean, there's definitely hesitation. I don't feel great about it at all. I, I just, we've seen a lot of what Derrick Henry's done in the past and it wasn't always great. And he never always lived up to the expectations until last year. And I just, I have a hard time with it, but I feel like he was good enough for a long stretch of time that he should probably be here. But I, I, I know why you have him at six. I get it. But in part of it, like, well, we're doing like half PPR ranks. I didn't even look into it as much. Kamara could jump up, but Henry was so good. And I don't know. What made you put Cook and Kamara ahead of him? 
Yeah, I mean, look, if you wanted to put Derrick Henry at number four, I really don't have any issue with it. He was incredibly impressive. They they finally gave him the the bulk of it. They weren't trying to split it up too much between him and Deion Lewis. My my only thought, and I guess you know, I'll say it right away. You can almost make this argument for every single running back that um you know any three of these guys, but uh, really Derrick Henry is a little more spotty, right? We, we've seen Tennessee give him the ball a lot, and then we've seen them try to take it away from him. My only worry is a large back like that, if you ride him the entire season, when you really need him, will he be available? It looks like they're trying to beef up that that uh, pass game a little bit. Obviously, A.J. Brown is very capable of shouldering the load. Tannehill looks like the, the real deal. So, you know, I put him there because I I don't think he is uh, as good in the pass game compared to uh, Kamara and Cook. And they at some point they might want to kind of uh, take the burden away from him so you can rest him up and and make sure that he's healthy for the playoff push. So, I mean, really, it's a it's a very shaky argument. But I when you're splitting hairs between three guys of this caliber, that's kind of what it comes down to. So, Derrick Henry. Just not quite as good um, catching the ball, and I, I, you know, I worry that uh, that because of that, his his touches will actually not be quite as good as say a Cook or Kamara. Even though you could say Cook has injury problems, and I would be okay with that too. So, <laughs> but in my mind, this is how I would actually draft them. So that's why I ranked them this way. And Kamara, we just hope he, he we hope he has the bounce back. I think he'll be fine. Last year was not great, but I'm not worried about that honestly. He's been too good, but I think I, I think I'm happy with any of these guys. Um, it's I mean it's a good tier. They're a good. They're a good good tier two of running backs. I think I think when we get through these top six like we just did, I think all these guys are pretty good, and I feel decently confident in all of them. I think after six is where question marks start already. I would agree, and, and just to get a a general idea of where you look at as far as running backs compared to the rest of the pack. Would you actually draft – are these going to be your first six players on your board? I, or would a wide receiver actually slip in there? I think they would be my top six. And um, I think okay. Michael, Th- me as Michael well. Thomas might go next for me. Okay. Uh, that That's exactly yeah. where my mind is at. So I just want to get a lay of the but land. But it's really only Michael Thomas, though, if, if I were to throw a receiver. I don't, I don't feel confident in a lot of the receivers. We'll get to their ranks next week. But I don't feel great with a lot of them. But Michael Thomas would go here. But I don't feel – okay, we'll get to these running backs here and – I like some of them, but would, would I say I'm overly confident in them? Not necessarily. So I'm going to go. I'm trying to think. Okay. So let's, let's actually, I'm going to take these next like six guys because we rank them kind of all over the board here, Jeff. We're not close really on a lot of these. It's, I mean, I, I mean, we're close, a little, but a little strange. close, but I mean, three to four spots difference is pretty significant. I think when you're up here, so I'll just, I'm going to list them and how the consensus worked out first. And then we'll talk about where we had them. So starting at seven is Aaron Jones. You got Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler. So Aaron Jones. Oh man. So you could tell we're all (laughs) over, right? So Aaron Jones came in seventh for us, which is funny because you have him ninth and I have him eighth. So he actually jumped up a spot just based on the differences in the next players. And Jones is, he's good. I worry. I do, even though I ranked him, what, eighth, I do still worry about the touchdowns and how many he had of them. And if that drops, 
I mean, is there a problem <laughs> all of a sudden? He had a couple of big games where he had a bunch of touchdowns and really jumped up his his number. So there's some some worry there with Jones in that regard, but I still like the player. I think he's going to be fine. And what they drafted, what, A.J. Dillon, if I'm remembering correctly right now, I'm not worried about that too much. So he already had Jamal Williams no, I, there well, anyway, so. Yeah, I don't, I don't worry about it besides for the fact that I'm worried that A.J. Dillon will be a reason why Aaron Jones gets a few less touchdowns because A.J. Dillon is a giant running back. So I'm terrified that they would use him on the goal line. True. But even with, yeah. even with saying that, I, I still had Aaron Jones at number nine. I mean, I, I don't think he's going to completely fall off a cliff, but you know, he's a back-end running back one for me and, and for you as well. Yep. So I, I have the same concerns, but until I know more, you know, I'm going to go with, I mean, he was spectacular last year, so I, I'm not going to have him, you know, as a running back too, just because I'm I'm worried. And then I'll go eight and nine here. We went Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders. It actually ended up being a tie. So you had Sanders seven and Jacobs eight, and I had Jacobs 10 and Sanders 11. So you're just slightly higher on these guys than me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, you are. I mean, they're good second year backs. They really are. I think that's the only thing is I'm, I'm, I mean, I think we both jumped them up actually decent for, you know, they were good last year. Maybe they weren't uh, amazing. Jacobs, let's see here. Jacobs is currently consensus nine running back. So I have a one below. You have a one above. And then Sanders is currently the consensus 13 running back right now. So you're up six spots on Sanders from the consensus and I'm two. So you really, really like Miles Sanders right now. I do. I really like him. I first of all, I don't. I don't think they did anything to that team in the draft or offseason that would hurt his chances. I think it only increases his ability to to get the job done. Um, by the end of the year, he was the primary guy, right? I, I know that there was a lot of injuries on there. That maybe their wide receiving crew wasn't up to snuff, so maybe they had to give him a few more touches. But you know, Howard is out of there, and he is the go-to guy. And not only was he effective running the ball, but he was very effective catching the ball too. I, I think that he is going to play a huge role in this. And I mean, he looked every bit the part that you know everyone said he could be a very, very talented back. He was that talented. And um, yeah, I mean, he, you know, just to give you a lay of the land, I think last year he finished 15th as far as the running back goes. Josh Jacobs finished 14th um, and playing less games. But at the same time, Miles Sanders was brought on slowly. He doesn't really have that many rushing touchdowns last year. I think those numbers will go up. And if he was 14th without that, or I'm sorry, 15th without that, you know, I, I think the sky's the limit for this guy. So I, that's why I think he is a safely in the top 10. And I put him seventh because between catching the ball, running the ball, um, his touchdowns will go up. You know, he, I, there's not a whole lot of things to dislike about the guy right now. Yeah. I, there was what was it last week? There started to be some slight rumors about they were looking at Carlos Hyde. Nothing came from that. Even if they were to do something like that, would that even worry you if they threw Carlos Hyde out no. there? So I figured. No, that. no, he would. Yeah, he would be. He would be a backup capacity. No, no running back is an island unto himself, right? Yeah, everyone yeah. gets touches taken away from them at some point. But um, I, I think Miles Sanders, you will see a giant jump. I let what was it? I just to make sure his stats. He had a hundred and seventy nine. Uh, rushes last year, 179. So you can see that number can easily go up. I mean, a lot of these guys are, you know, 250 easily. And then he also had, um, 
he had 50 catches so on 63 targets nonetheless so he obviously he has good hands and he caught three touchdowns rushed three touchdowns 800 yards rushing 500 receiving so very balanced back and especially with this attack in Philly where they really have no issue using whoever is good on their team I mean see how they have demonstrated that by throwing it to the tight ends when their wide receivers weren't playing well um yeah and then they did draft a few wide receivers which actually should help I don't think that's a negative so yeah for all those reasons Miles Sanders is incredibly solid this year and that's why I'm slightly uh I guess uh ahead of the curve or I'm just a little more (laughs) stargazing at him I'm not sure so the next up for our 10th player is Joe Mixon I had him seventh and you had him in, in 12th there okay so where's the concern I mean is it I mean there's there's concern I get it I mean even holdout concern just in general um Yes, and and I will let you you yeah. kind of amp him up because yeah. I think you are correct. Right now, he he falls twelfth on my list because if I had a draft today, yeah. and yep. this is kind of how I'm looking at it, there are a few concerns. Even holding out, like you said, he's going to be on a worse team. He was productive even with a bad team, so I think it will get better than last year, and he still did a good job. But that is why I think that there is a lot of talent in running back, and Mixon is in a worse spot. And I, you know, from what I'm hearing. I just want to make sure that he is there to play this year before I put a lot of, you know, draft capital into yeah, it. Yeah, I get it. I'm I'm just I guess I'm more ranking just on I'm I'm going to just put it that he's available, let's say. I'm not that concerned I guess with the holdout potential. I just don't think it's going to happen. Only I guess my only reason I don't necessarily believe it might happen cuz it really hasn't worked out for Bell and Gordon. There isn't a good history there right now, is it? It's just not been working out no, for I, these guys. I, I would be I would be shocked yeah. if he decided to really hold out because it is not it is not played out well. And as you go forward, it's only going to get worse yep. because teams have now seen that. And so it's we'll see how it plays out. I mean, if if Burrow is yeah. good, really good right away, that it could help mix in a lot. If he's if he struggles, it's going to be tough. It's just it's a wait and see. It's it's never know with a rookie quarterback and how that offense is going to play out. So Mixon, 10th for us. And then 11th, we put Nick Chubb, who was 11th for you and 9th for me. This might actually be lower than people expect and lower than we even would have expected. But I guess for me personally, it the Kareem Hunt factor, it does it does factor in here. It's, it's part of it for me because Kareem Hunt is a good running back. And they re-signed him. I don't think he's, he's going to be used. He's not going away. And I do think that does take a little bit away from where Nick Chubb could be because I would definitely probably have him at least seventh at the very least for me um, if I knew if there was no Kareem Hunt there. And I think that's why he falls. He falls for me. It's just Kareem Hunt. That's really the only reason he he drops slightly for for me right now. Yeah, me too. I think you said it perfectly. Kareem Hunt is a really good running back, and he is there. They did use him slightly at the end of the year. Um, I. You know, I, I think that Del or I'm sorry, Delvin Cook. I think that Nick Chubb should have a and you know Cleveland in general has a lot to uh, look forward to because they really did a nice job addressing the offensive line, and Nick Chubb was still still a beast even with a bad offensive line last year. Um, he is amazing after you know yards after contact. He, he's just a very good running back. But when you have two guys of that caliber, you're going to use them both. That passing game should be a little better. He finished sixth last year, so in my mind, I'm looking at these other guys that have no one, uh, no one like looming in the background, and that is what really. That's why I put him at number eleven. He's just outside my top ten. Because, man, if you had Nick Chubb, which is going to be the... Also, if I'm drafting, you almost have to get Nick Chubb. 
Like if you're gonna have Chubb, or if you're gonna have, if you have Chubb, you almost have to get Cream Hunt. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting so confused right now. <laughs> Worked up. Uh, you almost have to. So it also, you know, that plays into my mindset. So 11th for me, but he is he's as talented as anyone else on this list. He really is. So next up, 12th for us is Austin Eckler. You had 10th actually, and I had 14th. Would you really draft him over Chubb and Mixon? Right now, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I'll be honest. There's a few people that can move around. Uh, Mixon and Chubb are both on my short list. Like I, I like them more than I like Josh Jacobs and even you know even maybe um, like Aaron Jones definitely. But um, but right now you know there's there's more worry about them. Austin Eckler, I I, I keep going up and down on, and my big thing with him is he is. Until I know that Justin Jackson is a legitimate threat to him to take away carries, he is going to get a lot of a lot of catches, right? So I think he's just safe. I think he's an incredibly safe running back to get. They're going to need him there. So um, right now, it, that is more about just taking the the best player possible that is in the best position to succeed. Even though I can't imagine them just loading him up and him becoming a workhorse. Um, which Nick Chubb and Joe Mixon can and slash probably will be. All right. So next up, we'll say Kenyon Drake was 13th for us, 14th for you, 12th for me. I'm, I'm not actually 100% sure how I feel about Drake for next year. I think he's good. He played good with Arizona, but I'm not sold on anything yet. So I don't know. It's interesting. I, this is one where I'm, I'm going to have to think more about him and where I really want to rank him as we go on. Um yeah, what, don't have strong. Do really I, I don't have a strong feeling right now, honestly. No, I know. And what do we really know about him? He he's never put together an entire year, and yes, he's looked amazing in flashes. But he he did that same thing in Miami. So um, I, I think that this is his really his shot to kind of be that guy to be the running back number one. But you know what is the offense? I mean, we've had one year of, of the showdown in Arizona, so it does worry me. I think that he might be the one that where you have the biggest argument against. I think you'll see him in the top 10 in some people's. I think you'll see him in the twenties in some people's. And I think that is the correct way to look at him because we don't know. He is a, a lottery ticket right now. So when we hear more, that's when I'll kind of move him up or down. Yep. I'm, I'm there with you. So next up, we got the 14 and 15, which is a good grouping. Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, the former, former stars who have fallen off slightly. And you had Bell 13. I had him 17th. In Gurley, we both had 15th. And again, this is again, this is both just we got to we don't know what they're going to do next this upcoming year. They neither of them were great last year, and Bell doesn't have the same concerns Gurley does with the you know Gurley's knee. It, it maybe it really is truly just a problem. Bell doesn't have that concern. He has more of a concern of his team, I guess you would say. But maybe, you know, being back now, not a full year off anymore, Bell should be better. But this is, they're another interesting group. I don't know how they're going to play out, but I would don't mind either of them as my number two running back. I'm actually quite okay with it. Yeah, without a doubt. I think both of these guys will be overlooked as well, which I really like. Uh, Gurley, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that he returns to form, right? I know that everything is still going to be about how he doesn't look the same, how he's injured, blah, blah, blah. And, and those are legitimate concerns to have. But at the same time, 
he could also be Todd Gurley on you know on a path to vengeance because people doubted him so much because we know that Rams offense wasn't all that good last year and he's still got a lot of carries so I don't think he's completely uh fallen off and I think that Atlanta is a good place for him to reestablish himself but we really don't know I mean once again he's he's a little bit of a lottery ticket but um I think at 15 which I have him I think that is just a good spot where 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 you know you're gonna get the most bang for your buck and if he he does fall off then you're still not hurt that much but Le'Veon is actually and and once again if you follow us on Instagram you will know that Le'Veon Bell was one of the players that I loved I put him at number one because of where he's going right now I am so far above where people are wanting to draft him but if you look at his numbers yes his yards and you know yards per carry was atrocious it was really bad it was you know it was nearing three yards a carry I mean it was 3.2 but saying that he did come off of a, a full year of not playing football he had a very bad offensive line that they did a once again kind of like Cleveland. They did a good job of restructuring. You have another year with Darnold. It's kind of the same the the whole the the same argument I would make. But on top of that, you already know what kind of um you know what kind of commitment they have to him. I mean, he had 245 rushes last year, even though he wasn't doing that well. Even though they were getting stuffed. Can you imagine if he started doing a little bit better? He only had three touchdowns, right. and this guy still finished just outside the top ten because he was he stayed healthy and because of the sheer volume. So I love him. I think he is an incredible pick. Um, you know, I have him at 13. I think I would love to get him there. And he's actually um, consensus ranked number 20 right now. So he's down there a little ways. Oh, uh, yeah. He, I mean, I, I really do. I think he, he would be a game changer if you could get him. I mean, if you really can get him at 20, uh, you know, in the draft uh, every time. I mean, I'm going to be taking him before that because you just know what you're getting from him. And he's going to be your running back, too. And then after Bell and Gurley, 16th for us is Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Oh, 18 God. for you, 13 for me. Um, Woo, hey, I, 13, yeah, buddy. I'm up there a little bit. I just think the situation is just that great. I really think it's going to play out well for him. But then, yeah, there, yeah, it's a big question mark when you're drafting a running back this high and a rookie running back this high who, even though, okay, he was the number one back taken – in the draft, but is he, does anybody really believe that? Like he was the most talented. I mean, Kansas city, I guess did, or maybe they just thought he fit their offense best. Cause I mean, Jonathan Taylor and, and Swift and Dobbins, I feel like people thought were better than him, but yeah, he's 16th for us. I mean, the 18th is still a solid rank. You have him at, it's not, it's not crazy heat, but I will say he is currently, um, let's see here. Where do I have him? He is going to be – he's 14th currently in consensus. Okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I get it. I, I do get it. I worry – I don't know. And I'm, I've laid this argument out before. I know that people are probably just starting to get back into fantasy football, so I will make a short inversion again. But last year, they won the Super Bowl. I think we can all agree that their plan of attack worked pretty darn well. Um, they had Damian Williams and they had LaShawn McCoy. Do I think that Edwards Alaire is probably better than them – you know, well, they don't have McCoy anymore, but is he better than Damian Williams right away? Yeah, probably. He probably will get more carries than him. But last year, if you look at the way they split up the ball, man, I mean, they, they pass all over the place, but even rushing it, LaShawn McCoy got 101 carries. Damian Williams got 111. They both, you know, averaged good uh, yards per carry. And um, they both had, you know, almost five touchdowns rushing. 
So they split the ball up and they kept people guessing, right? Yes, uh, a few years back, they had Kareem Hunt and he was the bell cow. But he was also, he established himself there when Alex Smith was a quarterback. It was not Mahomes. So my worry is, yes, he's very good. Yes, he's in a great position. But will he kind of blow the lid off of it and score a ton of touchdowns? Where they, are they going to make him the the bell cow where he gets two hundred carries? I am I am I'm kind of hesitant to to go out on a limb and say that right away because even if he is their better back, it does not mean that they want to wear him out or you know that they don't have a million weapons on this offense. They're going to you know curtail everything to a rookie. So I, I think that people have to just pull back a little bit on the expectations and say, you know, what if he got 180 carries? What does that look like? Um, but, you know, we'll find out. I mean, with that offense, he really could score, a, you know, two touchdowns a game and, and, and just make me look like an idiot. But it does worry me a little bit that people are, like, inching him up to the, you know, within the top ten. And then, okay, next up, we put uh, Chris Carson at 17 and – I uh, safe. <laughs> yeah, you have. I don't have a great feeling for this, right? I mean, Seattle actually. There's been rumors they've been looking at like uh, Devontae Freeman recently, and even Carlos Hyde. And it. I don't know. I. I just. I don't know. I don't have a great a great feel for. I never have had a great feel for Chris Carson. I. I just. I. I don't. I don't know. I'm not. I don't. I'm, I just don't I, like I, I it. Get that, but he's I also been good. I do that, know that. that. There's some Chris Carson. I, I do fans like out Chris there, Carson about it. I'm just not because I think know, he'll get a lot of carries, and great. I think they're probably looking at another I don't running back. I don't feel like I'm ever going to draft him. A lot of injuries occurred. You know, Rashad Penny really. They draft him relatively high, and he hasn't been able to play that much football yet because of injuries. So. I you know and after that I mean who is you know Homer Travis like I, Trevor Homus like I, I don't even know who the guy is so it it really comes down to that um, that I think they need to load up that that backfield because they know injuries occur and they run the ball a lot so I, I do think Chris Carson is definitely the guy there so I don't have any issue with him being in the top twenty um, and if someone wanted to put him a little bit higher because I do think he is relatively safe I would be okay with that as well. All right, number, let's see here, number 18, Devin Singletary came in number 18. He was 16 for you. I have him down at 20 yet, but, I mean, I love Devin Singletary. I was going to say blasphemy, <laughs> correct? I do love Devin Singletary. So, you know, that's not, nothing uh, Nothing wrong with that pick. Um, you have, I can't believe you have him that much higher than me. And, yeah, that's a pretty, pretty solid spot for him because he is currently consensus-wise, let's see here, 24th. How about that? Yeah, I think, I mean, once again, I think that's a mistake. I think, I mean, it's not overly, I don't think we got overly aggressive with it. But, I, I mean, are, are people really worried about the rookie they drafted? I, I'm not sure what they're worried about. He, he looked the part. He is definitely the number one running back. And that is a young offense that looks like they have a few more tricks up their sleeve. So, hopefully, they'll loosen up things to, you know, bigger holes to run through with digs, you know, stretching the field, whatnot. So, I don't know. I, I just really like Devin, Devin Singletary. Uh, I can't throw you too many stats at you because yeah. he's only played one year and he wasn't even the starter to begin last year, but I, I really like him. 
All right, next up after uh, Singletary, it's Fournette, who is 19th for us, 20 for you, 16 for me. I, I think this is uh, – he should be higher in a way, but there's too many, too much uncertainty, and team was trying to trade him, and I, it doesn't have a good feel, right? I mean <laughs> – Right. Only, yeah, yeah, only reason yeah. he is at 20 for me is because his own team doesn't want exactly. him. Like, why would I feel good about yeah. him if, if they don't want yeah, him? Yeah, that's, that's why he falls. But you know what? He could become a good value. I, I'm, not, I'm not hating the value here. I think this would be pretty good if you got him further down no. like this. But he's actually 15th consensus right now. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't – it's just too much too much going on there right now. There really isn't anybody behind him, though. So, you know, if it all plays out and he plays, I think he might be all right. Then let's, let's uh, get some more here. We'll knock out some of these here as we wrap this thing up here because this will be 20. And it actually became – it's Mark Ingram at 20. 19 for you, 22 for me. Um I mean, a lot lower than what he finished last year. Dobbins behind him. I, you know, getting older. We'll see how how it goes. Melvin Gordon's 21, 22nd for you, 19 for me. I mean, Philip Lindsay's still there. So that's probably part of it, I would say, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, another good one-two punch. And we don't really know what the offense is going to be quite yet, even though I like how they built it. I still have to see if all the parts work together. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Melvin Gordon, I think one of his great attributes, though, was the fact that he was able to get in the end zone a lot in the past, you know, two seasons when he was when he was playing. So um, my, my biggest fear is for whatever reason, they don't get in the red zone a lot, um, you know, and that could really hurt his his value. So that is why he, he has dropped. I gotta see him, yep. you know, again on the Broncos doing. Don't thing. mind the value though. Again, that's another another decent no, pickup. Yeah. David Johnson ended up being twenty second for us. You know, again, <laughs> this could be good value. A lot of this, I'll say this, but I also think he could be done. So, he <laughs> yeah, he is another one that is going to be the lottery ticket, yep. right? And you're going to hear very very different views on him. I, I think the the best view and what, where do you have him? I have twenty third, twenty first. Okay, twenty first. So we're in the same boat. As you get to the end here, when it is the number one running back that you trust, at the end of that, that's where you slot this guy in, and and hope he does well if you have to take him, um, because you know everyone after this is either does not have our confidence or has serious competition in the backfield. Yep. Next up after David Johnson, we went with Jonathan Taylor is twenty third. So you know a good spot there for the rookie. No, I we'll see how he plays. Mar, Marlon Mack's still there though, so that's why he, he'd probably be a lot higher if there's no Marlon Mack. Uh, oh, yeah. that's for sure. have, I'm, I'm already high on the kid, yeah. so I can't imagine if Marlon Mack was traded or something. Uh, Darius Geis is 24th for us, which was 26 for you, 25 for me. Consensus wise, he's 31, so obviously we're still above on on Darius Geis. I believe this guy's talented. I'm not a hundred percent gonna. You know, just label him injury prone yet. If he gets hurt this year, yeah, sure, give it, give that label to him, right? But we'll see. I, I'm, I'm still there. I still think he's going to be really good. James Connor is 25th for us. Uh, I, I, you know, if people have listened to this before, I'm just not a James Connor fan. Where, where do you have him? Because I have him at. 25th. I have him 26, but he's still the, okay. he's still the, he's still the starting back. He has to be in this range. Right. It's, it's impossible not to have him here. David Montgomery came in 26, which was actually – I had him higher. I had him 23rd. Don't love it, but 
I, I know he's the guy there. He's the guy. Again, like for as of right now, there really isn't anybody to challenge him for I don't I don't believe. So he just he I he's gonna be there. He's 30th for you, so you're really all out. You're done with him. Um and you know, I get that. I don't really think he's great. I, I don't think he's, you know, a wonderful player, so he's yeah. Well, I mean, and to be fair to you, I'm probably low on him. I mean, last year he he was the guy, you know, once again, he got a lot of carries and everything, but he, he finished 22nd. So it wasn't like, you know, I'm, I'm even below what, what he did last year, which is, I don't know if it's smart or not, but there's a, there's a lot of guys that, that just jumped him, and I don't think he's necessarily going to get that much better, and that is why I'm going to I put him at 30. All right, 27 for us was Raheem Mostert, and that's – this guy, he could be one that jumps up, but just we don't know how the 49ers backfield is going to play out. That's the only reason he's down. He could easily jump up and be a lot more valuable if he plays like he did towards the end of the season. So, And I would love to see it too, especially, I mean, he is what, one Tevin Coleman injury away from being yeah. uh, just splitting carries, you know, because I, I they don't have Brad nope, anymore, sure but yeah. they do have Jeff Wilson, who, who was a fine back when he was able to play. So, I mean, they gave... I mean, they gave so many people different carries. So that that is my only worry is they're so dominant and they spread the ball around so much that if we can, if Raheem is really the guy and he is going to get, you know, not, I won't even say the bulk, but if he is just going to be more than 50%, then he is definitely deserves to be higher than what I have him ranked currently. And then um, we'll end this off. We'll get to 30 here as we go. DeAndre Swift at 28, Cam Akers at 29, and Sony Michelle is 30 for us. So Sony Michelle, he should be higher, feels like. He really doesn't feel like he has the competition, but he does because they just play it weird there in New England, don't they? It just he never gets the work he we feel like, you know, you feel like he should or maybe could get, but it just never plays out that way. So he's 30th. But the other two, the the rookies ahead of him, we'll see how it plays out again. Rookies with Swift has uh carry on Johnson there. Akers I mean, he does have player. He has Daryl Henderson. He has Malcolm Brown. They're not going to go away. So people are going to have acres. I feel like they're going to have acres higher. Oh, he's 28th right now. So we're not we're not off on him too far. And then Swift. I'm surprised on that one. I really did yeah. think that people were going to just give him the starting position right away. No, no, they have not done that yet. So all right, that's that's one through 30 for us at running back. So I mean, there's going to be a lot of movement yet. But I also think there is there is some value this year. When you get further down, like, I feel like it, it falls off from the sure things quick. Like, you know, I, I feel like last year we felt like there was more sure things, but I feel like it jumps, it falls off from that quicker, but there's still a lot of just good value here. Good guy. A lot of players that could jump up. I think there's a lot of that in here. You can get really good running back three on your team, I believe this year. And somebody from this 20 to 30 range is going to jump up and be up there. I just don't know who that is yet. Somebody will, but Yeah. Yeah, I had to get into rankings. I still it felt weird. Um, I still feel like I'm off on my ranks. I don't know where to put some of the guys. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be yeah, tweaking I, this forever. <laughs> it is tough. What what is the one guy in in your top thirty that has the the biggest ability to go up or down for you? Like who is the biggest wild card that you kind of had to just put in there? I mean, well, I mean it's honestly if um. I just have a feeling, no surprise for people. It's like if Darius Geis looks healthy in the preseason, I mean, I don't see how I don't jump him way up. I think the guy's that good. But the only reason he's 24th or 20, whatever, he's 25th is because we just worry about injury. But if he's 
healthy and it's having a good, you know, good training camp, good preseason. I mean, he's going to fly up the board for me. And the same thing, it's going to be, end up being like Jonathan Taylor would be the other one. If, if it's clear early on that Jonathan Taylor is just ahead of Marlon Mack and Marlon Mack is just not going to really eat into Taylor's workload, Taylor's going to jump way up too. That's going to be, those two are going to jump way up. They have, they have the biggest potential too. And then I'll say the guy who can jump down is going to be, I guess Chris Carson can be my guy who can fall down though. If, if they, if they sign like a Devonte Freeman and you see that playing out, but, and I'm still, I'm all aboard the, the Geist bandwagon here. I'm one of the only ones left. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you're right in saying that he is not injury prone, but he is definitely injury something like right? <laughs> injury adjacent. I'm not sure what it is yet, but he, I, I know why people worry about it because he has, I mean, how many games has he played in the past two years? It is not a lot. Five, maybe. Yep. Yep. But, all right. That will do it for today. We'll be back next week. We'll talk some wide receiver rankings next week for you guys. Talk to you then. <laughs>